0: Hello. Hello! And welcome to episode four of So Weird is So Good. Last episode was really intense, and I I kind of think this episode might be less intense, but I'm also 90% certain I'm going to find out I'm full of shit halfway through talking about it. That's a possibility. All right, uh, so this is Bigfoot. The gang goes camping instead of staying in the hotel. V wanders off the path, befriends Bigfoot, saves Bigfoot's life. Scares the hell out of everyone in the process. Finds a corpse. Yeah, I, re- I remember uh, when we were watching this on sa- Saturday? Friday? It was Friday. Yeah, when we were watching it, it's like, okay, so um, that alien episode was really intense. Want to watch the puppy episode? And then we Because <laughs> I-, I consider Bigfoot puppy. And then she finds, like, a literal corpse of a Civil War soldier. So that's my feel-good episode. We. Oh, God. So I guess, uh, Chelsea, what are your thoughts on this one?
1: Something that really stuck out for me is you mentioned something about the martyr, Joan of Arc, sacrificing yourself for someone else. Yes. Because the whole thing is the Civil War soldier uh, decided
0: that it was better for him to die than for Bigfoot to die. So he willingly chose to not give away his position when His fellow soldiers were looking for him, even though he was mortally wounded, because he wanted Bigfoot to have the chance to live. Because he decided that this life form, even though it was a very different life form from his own, had rights. And for me, that's a feel-good story. But I'm also deeply broken inside.
1: Absolutely. Like, I see Fiona represented in that soldier's experience. And I mean, Fiona replicates the story of the soldier in a way. In a different way, but she specifically like calls attention to herself to call- so that Bigfoot wouldn't be noticed by the rest of the people, and she doesn't mention anything. And um, she also chose to stay silent the night in the
0: cave when she heard the people coming to find her as she's reading the journal of the soldier saying, Oh yeah, when I heard people, I didn't say a word, and neither does she. Which, can I just say, if Jack ever
1: finds out that she did that, he
0: would hit the fucking roof.
1: Absolutely. I loved that, though, at that moment when he was, quote-unquote, using his ESP with with his sister, and that Fiona talked about it later, and he was like, what?
0: That, that was so good, because, like, Fee knows damn well that this is not proof of supernatural activity, but she's going to use what she can get to get her brother to be more on her side in the future. So, like, yeah, she she cheated on this one, but you know what?
1: I'm proud of her. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I felt like there was there was more comedy in this one even though it does toward the end she does find a corpse and, you know, but that's just this show. I feel like there was more like self-awareness comedy of like, "Oh my gosh, don't call him Harry." Like, what are you thinking, Fiona? And or or don't like don't say the word Harry. But I'm looking at the written by and directed by and Interestingly enough, the writer wrote for Desperate Housewives.
0: Okay, so no one respects Desperate Housewives as much as they should. That show was like incredibly deep. Like, if you go back and rewatch, some, especially the early seasons, like there was some really heavy shit going on in that show. And that show was actually, despite all appearances, trying to make the world a better place by help, helping people address their shit.
1: Yes. But but one thing that I also, that a, a connection that I made is that there were moments in Desperate Housewives where the characters were very self-aware. And, and so I see that kind of mirrored in this episode of So Weird. I can completely see that. Yeah. So Desperate Housewives, but also Criminal Minds, CSI New York, Judging Amy... And but specifically Criminal Minds, um, and now he's a co-executive producer for Criminal Minds. Honestly, that tracks. Yeah. Uh, like I, I did know that
0: someone involved in production is currently on Stranger Things, which makes all the sense in the world.
1: Oh yeah, totally.
0: Oh god, the lineage of this show is just so good. Everyone involved, absolute magic every time. Yep. And especially that self-awareness thing. Uh, I mean, even at the end, uh, Fee is talking to Jack, and Jack's like, what happened? And she's like, you know me, thought I saw Bigfoot, went off the trail. Yeah. Which, again, I don't know how Jack didn't absolutely lose his fucking mind at that. Like, I think he was relieved enough that Fee was alive. But you know, if he wasn't in absolute fear for her life, he would have been like, don't you ever do that to me again. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think there was there are two two different levels of don't you ever do that to me again. Again, we're going back in time, like mm-hmm. we're being transported back in time, just like the first episode, and I love that because oh, I feel like because I feel like the combination of technology and history and the paranormal that just kind of doesn't come together. As often as I would like.
0: And the fact that she finds the journal of the Civil War soldier. I mean, a few episodes ago, she got an email from the future. This time, she got a letter from the past. Yeah. That's dope. Which I think brings me to um, communication. Mm. Communication just seems to be a huge theme. And I mean, I guess lots of media, maybe just media that I particularly love. I don't know. I know that was a big thing in one of my favorite Animorph books, uh, where they figured out how to communicate with the howlers. Mm. Uh, but this one, the soldier figures out how to communicate with Bigfoot, even though Bigfoot doesn't have the right vocal cords to say words, Bigfoot can whistle. And that's how mm-hmm. he communicates his sentience.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The The idea of if everyone has the right information, the right thing will be done, sadly isn't true, but it's the world we all hope for. And I kind of feel like that's exactly what happens in this show. Fee Mm -hmm. Fee gets the information she needs and she makes the right choice and she does what she can do to save Bigfoot. Bigfoot has no idea that his cave is about to get bulldozed uh, and she does what she can to communicate to him. And he communicates back by drawing the map for her.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think also kind of playing off the last episode, Mm -hmm of impacts of differ- of species colliding mm-hmm. and how with all the best intentions, absolutely, one species can go about things that they see logical and just the sequence of life things that can be extremely detrimental to another species. And that was kind
0: of involved in the ecological message of this episode, because the whole thing is they're building a visitor center. And because it's the 90s and that was prime save the rainforest time, like one of the kids is the first one to say, but what about the native habitats of all the creatures mm-hmm. there? And they're like, we did an ecological study. It's fine. So they they tried to do it right, or someone claimed they tried to do it right, and then like possibly lied for corporation profits because... That's just how the world works.
1: <laughs> well, and it's difficult to protect species that you don't know about. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder about the issue of communication when it comes to the presence of this creature. Not to say that identification of species like has gone super well for that particular those particular species. Thinking about birds in particular. Mm-hmm but it's also led to more information gathered so that things can be protected. So, I totally respect the fact that Fiona wants to keep the confidentiality of this creature and its existence. Mm-hmm. I think that's beautiful instead of instead of being like, "Oh my god, I found Bigfoot. Let me get on my website and blast this out.
0: You're right. Cuz that's like her entire MO was she's trying to find proof and this time she gets it. And it's like there's things that matter way more than than me for this. I'm I'm going to I'm going to protect the autonomy and the existence of this creature and I'm going to keep my mouth shut.
1: And I think the message that I get from it is and and from multiple episodes is Protection of marginalized creatures slash people. Yep. I mean, this
0: this really is a little bit anti-colonizing, isn't it?
1: Totally. Oh, totally.
0: And, and, I mean, one can wonder if he went back to the park rangers and said, Hey, guys, Pigfoot's here. Can you build your visitor center somewhere else? That would have gone terribly. They would have been like, "Bigfoot's here. Let's get a cage. Let's roll. Yeah. And they would have brought him in for lab testing and all that shit and DNA and... Where did you come from? Bigfoot's life would have been terrible. So she respected his autonomy enough to be like, I
1: can't save your home, but I can save you. Mm -hmm. This is going to sound like a really random question. Mm -hmm. When did Tarzan come out? Like really
0: close to this time, actually. It
1: would have been... Because...
0: I bet bet that was like
1: 2001, 2002. Because I'm feeling some... Like connections to the movie Tarzan, especially in in the form of understanding and that that piece of communication mm-hmm. between different species, and that I found to be so meaningful and sweet, and ju- and just respectful. Whereas as opposed to being the domineering humans and saying like, well, we know what's best for for the for these creatures. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Um, and the, this was definitely the same
0: era because I know I was a kid watching Disney Channel and on the commercial breaks, they would play In the Darkness music video and they would play previews of the Tarzan soundtrack and they would be hyping up Tarzan. And actually, I was just thinking earlier today, I'm like, everyone involved uh, in creating So Weird, they straight up Phil Collins to the Tarzan soundtrack out of this. They gave it their all no one needed to give it their all, but they absolutely arrived, and they just left everything on the table for us, just like Phil Collins mm-hmm. did for the Tarzan-centric.
1: <laughs> absolutely. And I think, just like she did in the first episode, she connects families. Yes! Thank you. I've been
0: trying to figure out what to do about the fact that she uh, sent the locket back to the soldiers' descendants, because i uh, like... I know I felt something, I just didn't know what, but that's it.
1: And it seemed like she didn't tell the family about about that discovery that she made.
0: Um, she, she explicitly did not include, he gave his life saving Bigfoot. She explicitly left that out. She's like, hey, I found this locket. These are your ancestors. I thought you would like it. Also, he was a good man. Did not say what made him a good man, which was, he saved
1: Bigfoot. Okay, so my Mm headcanon is that she carries the journal. I love it. Yes. Yep, I love that.
0: Because otherwise she would have had to leave it behind, and they would have found it when they came for demolition. Yeah. And you know what? They're probably going to find his remains.
1: Well, I mean, if they're just going to bulldoze everything, like they don't give a fuck. Also true.
0: She, She would have either kept the journal or destroyed the journal.
1: Yeah, in some sort of like honorific, like, ceremony with fire, I'm (laughs) seeing, or or like a Viking burial on a boat with fire or something like that.
0: Yeah, a a funeral for the soldier and a good luck Bigfoot, thanks for being a friend, all in one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, and going back to communication, communication across the ages, of Fiona was able to move forward to support And protect this marginalized creature because of the writings of someone from a long time ago. If that didn't exist, and if that person didn't put down their thoughts, who knows if, you know, if she would have been able to save him. Yeah. Like if she would have been able to save Bigfoot and and like help him in the way that she did or if it just would have been a lost cause and she would have just said like I'm so sorry. I there's nothing more I can do for you. I like to think
0: that Fee would have said you kept you kept me safe through the night. I just realized someone said something back at the welcome center. Your home is in danger. Before I leave, I want to make sure you're okay. You made sure I was okay. I want to make sure you're you're okay. I think yeah. she would have found. I, I think she would have come to that conclusion. But I do think that having the soldier
1: story in there was an excellent bit of storytelling, for sure. And something that's very emotional, something that's dealing with death again,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and thinking about death and family, and those who are who are left behind after death, mm-hmm. but also thinking about the life of someone who protected someone who is in danger and who like thinking about the life of Bigfoot who cared for this soldier Mm -hmm. when, when he was mortally wounded and made sure that he made it through the night. I just think that's nice. Yeah. It's, it's just
0: a whole bunch of people helping people. Yeah. And which is why this is my feel good puppy
1: episode. Yeah. And I think expanding that community within that's within the tour bus to Bigfoot, and and Fiona, whereas in the last episode she was she was so stuck on the idea of proof, 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 proof. I need to find proof that she and I think you've said something to this extent, but like she just kind of lets go of that ambition. That like I'm not going to say that she let go of like her dedication, but she just set things aside for the sake of the life of this creature that she's been wanting to see. And I feel like there might be if if she had seen the aliens in the last episode, she might have done the exact same thing.
0: Mhm. It kind of goes back to Ghost Boy in the first episode of mm. she wanted to get proof of the ghost uh, and she was mostly there for curiosity, but then once it needed help, she offered help and kind of in many ways dropped her, her own caring about her own needs. It, it was, yes, I'd like to have proof of a ghost, and I kind of got it here, but what matters more
1: now is I need to help Ghost Boy. A name. Yeah. That, like, the satisfaction of knowing things were kind of resolved, and, and things were ending up okay, where there was some ambiguity about if—ambiguity about, in that case, identity of a drowned boy— and, and then in this episode, it's ambiguity about the identity of Bigfoot and if he's going to have a safe habitat.
0: Doing what you can to help outgroup, whether it's someone not on the bus that's not mm-hmm. main cast, whether it's a ghost, whether it's Bigfoot, whether it's people you meet in towns as we go traipsing across the country. It's just empathy and acceptance and love for other people.
1: And you know, she kind of proved things in her own way to the group
0: mm-hmm.
1: because she heard Jack mm-hmm. speaking, trying to speak to her through ESP. And so even though she physically experienced that and was right in front of him and he didn't know, in their in his eyes, she proved it. Yeah. And I feel like I mean, he's the biggest skeptic. And so that that is validation in itself yeah i mean she cheated but it's technically (laughs) true so by hook or by crook absolutely like kind of whatever works yeah bigfoot yeah it was a good episode it made me happy even though there was a corpse Uh uh-huh and you know like bloody battlefields and civil destruction colonizing
0: that's (laughs) that's where this show is at (laughs)
1: <laughs> yep, it just, those are those are just kind of like, oh, those are, you know, just, bes- you know, that, that just kind of happens. But at the end of the day, it's all about love and taking care of each other, even if, mm-hmm. even if it's a stranger. And putting someone else's needs before your own.
0: I love it. It makes me Yay. happy.
1: Yeah, me too. Right.
0: And that's it. And I guess we'll get together for season, f- or episode five, sometime. Huzzah! Bye. Bye. Okay, so yeah, this episode, kind of short for the podcast. We just realized the astral projection episode is next. Oh, shit, we're going to have so much to say. So enjoy this nice little short mini-sode here because uh, Chelsea and I are not going to shut up about the next episode for like three hours.